Round one, fight. Heroes never die. I'm Commander Shepard, and this is my favorite store on the Citadel. <laughs> I used to be an adventurer like you. Then I took an arrow in the knee. Power, sex, sex, power. They both come down to one thing. Hungry Gamers. Hello, 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 and welcome, boys and girls, to the 286th episode of the Hungry Gamers Podcast. We're powered by Apex.net and those sexy legends over at Audio Technica. I'm your extremely humble host, Brendan White. You can find me just about everywhere at Brendan 8 Bits. And joining me today, as always, my podcast writer, Dai, the Itadori to my Kugasaki. Feeling fully recovered from COVID and all those other ailments, I hope you can find her on them socials at Miss Ali Hart. Miss Ali Hart, how the body hell are you? Doing good, doing good, feeling better. I'm fully recovered. I got more pep in my step. I ate a burger today. I'm doing fine. Yeehaw, COVID who? You know, that's 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 <laughs> so yesterday's news. Barely newer. That's it. <laughs> so back back at the forefront, like watching stuff, playing video games again. The world is a beautiful place once more. Just living our best respective lives on either side of the globe here in the mm. southern northern hemispheres. Uh, winter is firmly upon us here in uh, sunny for now Melbourne, but holy guacamole, I've had my first experience of the cold here in Melbourne and also here in my life from, like I haven't felt the cold in maybe four or five years. So uh, it was oh. a bit of a shock to the system this week after living up in up in Queensland for so long. Oh, that's right. <laughs> Well, the penny wasn't dropping for me until then. Okay. That's okay. That's that okay. Makes sense. Yeah. But um, yeah, it'd it be fresh this week, Miss Hart. It has been fresh. Um, low single digits overnight and then oh. low single digits into the mornings and um, layers on layers. Like, I'm enjoying dusting off some of the jackets and coats that I've owned for a long time that I just haven't been able to wear. So it's nice to be, uh, you know, getting those out and about again. But uh, yeah, it has been cold. Well, we're experiencing uh, June gloom, um, which is <laughs> June gloom. <laughs> June gloom, yeah. Okay. Um, it's uh, the gloomy part of June before, uh, essentially, what like six months of summer happens afterwards. Mm. Um, so yeah, we we kind of had on, been on the cooler side. We have uh, some sunny days, but yeah, there's some grey clouds overhead, which I do not complain about. I pray for rain. Gosh, I miss it. I miss it so damn much. But um, yeah, I'll I'll make do with cloudy weather. I'd I'd send you some rain if I could because we get an awful lot here in Melbourne. Oh. Obviously, the whole uh, four seasons in one day. It is a well, thing, and um, it's a beautiful thing. But uh, yeah, it'd be cold. Not this morning. It was. It's nice today, but uh, no doubt if you checked in again in a few hours' time, it might be cold and wet. So we'll see. But <laughs> um, yeah, we've uh, we've been back doing things. Uh, doing things different. Obviously, we've, we've dabbled in the greatness that is Fortnite No Build a little bit more. I'm not going to touch too much on that. I don't know if you wanted to jump in and, and share any of your uh, exploits this week and getting them crowns and just being a general badass. No, not really. Just doing well, getting better, improving. So I'm happy with that. <laughs> New season starts today too, end of today. Come and join us, listeners. And if you don't want to come and join us, but you do dabble on the Epic Store, be sure to use content creator code 8-bit. If you don't have anything set up in there, A-T-E-B-I-T, just chuck that in there. And um, yeah, we'll be very appreciative and thankful for you doing that. Um, 
as far as things, maybe did we want to start with things we've been playing and then pivot into the watch, or do you want to go the other way? Oh, let, let's let's stick with games and then we'll move into the view. All right. Well, um, did you did you want to start us off? I know you've jumped into some new <laughs> mobile gaming hotness this past week. Yes, as mentioned last week, um, my husband was all for uh, Diablo Immortal on the phone. Uh, it came out earlier, I think, by a day. Uh, so we installed it. Big install. Big install for a phone game. <laughs> Big install. <laughs> um, but yeah, I've kind of been playing it on and off, as you do with like a mobile game. And I have to say it's pretty impressive um, graphically how good it is, um, how pretty streamlined it's been um it feels exactly like a diablo game which is kind of impressive i forgot how long the tutorial kind of start of a diablo game (laughs) takes there's a lot of talking a lot of follow this person here now go back to where you were and follow this person there's the interesting kind of shared world kind of bit where you're seeing other players running around and doing their thing and running into them and sometimes working together and killing you know enemies at the same location and such um there's a very interesting group uh world dialogue box and some of the stuff you see there is uh yeah I wish you, I wish I could get rid of it to be honest. Not um, PC. Yeah, but yeah. So I'm rocking a wizard again. Um, I I've never really dabbled in anything else. I like my wizard. The character model did look a little like yourself, I must say. The wizard. Oh well, yeah. I I do I do enjoy that kind of uh, semi goth look that she's got going on. Um, but I I'm trying to remember if there was any more customization to it in the previous like in Diablo 3 because in the in Diablo Immortal you could actually change the face and everything like that and I was Couldn't like do that oh, in three snap. like obviously I uh I took the plunge last year the I don't, somewhere in the last couple of years time yeah flies. I do remember you finally tried it and and yeah couldn't couldn't change much on the character apart from picking up different armors that made them look a little yeah. different in game couldn't couldn't tweak the face well this is like my... yeah a facial appearance was just pretty interesting it was a pretty cool um thing to add to it and overall my experiences have been great it's great to kind of team up with people and do missions and um you know run the map together and destroy things and especially when someone is twice the level that you are and they're just absolutely melting people um but yeah like it's 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 good it's a good kind of like in between for a you know between Diablo 3 which was forever ago to Diablo 4 which I think is coming they're hoping next year I believe was the last update um it's free you can play it on mobile you can play it on PC now I'm gonna get my information probably wrong because at first I thought it the only currency it took was just for cosmetic, but I am finding mm-hmm. out now it is pay to win, um, which is a bit sad. Um, it doesn't bother me too much, but yeah, I am for people who maybe do not enjoy supporting pay to win or anything along those lines, you may not want to play this game. But overall, it's a great great experience. It's very very similar to the Diablo three experience and. Um, I don't know, it's, it's pretty good for a mobile game, um, especially if you've just got some downtime. Um, full disclosure, I don't use the controls on screen. I mm-hmm. decided to um, sync up my Xbox controller to my phone and honestly enjoyed it. Um, I, th- I feel like it f- just feels better and it feels natural to me. It's and, a smart way um, to do it. 
I think so. I think so. Like it just it feels right to me. But um, other people have been that I've been playing with play on like uh, like iPads, so I can see where the hand controls might be easier there. But um, yeah, I I think if you're a fan of Diablo and you've enjoyed Diablo three, uh, you you know it just does it doesn't hurt because it's free. Um, but like I said, if you're against supporting you know studios with the pay to win element, just know that that's there. So. Mm. but yeah it's it's been fun it's good it's interesting i saw a statistic on social media earlier this week where this is the first like new released game that that blizzard has released in over a thousand days it's the longest time in their history between like new game releases uh so maybe that's why they've got the old uh pay to win or pay for power in there because they're trying to offset all this money from um you know lack of fresh fresh coat of paint for games well, it's interesting that they've still decided to make this kind of decision, especially considering how much issues um, Activision um, received in various countries in their loot box. Like they they mm-hmm. went to courts and everything, and I believe they lost it some places. And two they're, two they're... countries, two European countries. The the exact regions escape me, but uh, yeah, two of them have been banned. So this game isn't released everywhere because of uh, yeah some loot box issues. Yeah, so I was I I was actually genuinely shocked when I found out that they still kind of added a pay pay to win kind of element to it because i thought that that would still be you know they'd be on eggshells you know trying to avoid any kind of (laughs) any kind of negative publicity Mm -hmm. they can't they can't escape it can they Uh, but but on that thought like like flipping that around a little bit if this game was say let's say 10 bucks i don't know if that's too low or too high would you pay the 10 dollars like to play this on smartphone or would you go you know what nah like ten dollars on a smartphone i mean you know what in the same sense it's it's too like it's almost like two coffees mm. depend, depending what on what you buy four coffees what if it was four coffees too much then too much coffee i, I guess i guess like uh, when you start paying a like a console price for a mobile game, I think you probably start questioning things. It depends on the longevity. And speaking of longevity, this game does have a battle pass. Um, I'm sure that they have projections for like additional content in the future. Rumor has it it's a 15-hour playthrough. Um, but in the same sense, I don't see myself playing this game for long. I don't see me having the same kind of dedication that I had on Diablo 3 to the sense that I bought that damn game three times true story um but i just don't see me playing it that long like it's a great game don't get me wrong great game it's fun it's diablo you know awesome but i just don't see me having that same level of dedication to this game yeah. as to a console or pc you know the, the vibe i get is that i think what adds to the greatness is the fact that it's there's no dollar attachment to it as far as barry to entry like you can jump in straight away for free so then you can hop in and hop out when you choose as opposed to if they did say this game costs you $20, $10 or whatever, you've got more of an onus on yourself to probably see Make it, it worth through your while. and push yeah. further. Exactly. Yeah, I guess there is no risk to the, you know, play for free kind of um, element to it. But, yeah, I just, yeah, I just don't see me, like, it's the discussion of, like, buying the Battle Pass and I'm like, hell no. Like, I'm not going to play it for that long to you know benefit from a battle pass hell no it took me mm. it took me long enough to get the battle pass for um fortnite, fortnite. yeah I, I i i set myself the if i'm still playing this after like what was it two weeks i said then mm. i'll get the battle pass and lo and behold we're still here um 
So you need to teach me how to have similar levels of restraint because I'm just like, no, nah, let's go, battle pass. I'm in, buying this, buying this, buying this, and then two weeks later, I'm like, what was that game again? Except for Fortnite, I'm still in bed, invested, but a lot of others, I'm on yeah. and off that train very quick. I think that's it, though. I think it's because, like, you know, there's a lot of people out there where I understand where battle passes make sense. There's, like, people mm-hmm. who play Call of Duty. There's people that play Fortnite. And then, and these are all the only games that they play. And and it works for them. And they're happy with that. So I can understand why day one you would get a battle pass and why that's a no-brainer. For, but someone like me who's constantly changing and finding new games and then, you know, switching it up and you know, get sometimes getting bored with games like or just really enjoying it for like the first few like first month and then I just don't care about it, you know? Like yeah. um oh actually it's in it's it's a future discussion that we're gonna have in this episode, but like there's just so many games where I'll see them again. Like you know what we'll see something about Ark, right? And then we like Fuck, I liked Ark. I there was something mm-hmm. else. It was like it reminded me of the Hunter game, the the, mm-hmm. the hunting Call game the that wild. we played. Yeah, like and I was just like, man, I love that time playing that game. But it's just like it's a past memory, you know. Like we played it like for a solid few months, and then it's just whatever, you know. Like so, I think I think that's why I'm always reluctant to invest in battle passes and all that sort of stuff because my taste changes, and you know I'm into it like right now, but then I might not be into it in a month from now. So exactly, like it's like we're here playing the world's smallest violins. Like what was us for playing all these different games and having all these new games coming out? But to me, it's not a world. It's not a what was me. I can only imagine telling young Ali, like, you won't believe, like, the, the games that you'll have access to. And guess what? You'll own all the consoles and you'll have the PC and you'll just have an endless selection. And it's amazing. You wait for it. Young Ali would look up at you at, like, you're some, like, mythical god hearing all this. Like, I was in... um. I was in Aftershock yesterday looking at their, their Omni desks and I was just there, you know, doing the rounds, talking to Justin there. And there was this little kid. He couldn't have been any more than, I'd say, 10 years old. And um, we were sort of standing near this desk and they had like a racing rig set up. And he's like, oh, I think I'm going to get one of these. And we're like, you know, Justin and I sort of looked at each other. I'm thinking to him like, bullshit, kid, you're 10. These things cost a lot. And then he started talking to his little, this little kid. And I was like, what are you here for? What are you looking at? And he's like, yeah, I'm... My mom just bought me this new PC for my birthday and he rattled off the model of the build it was and I was sort of standing near one of the, the ones that have got set up that, that the mum's bought him. It's a $4,000 PC and this kid's like 10 years old. And like he started talking about other things and it's clear that he, his mum works very hard and is probably very successful and hmm. money's less of an object for them. But uh, yeah, like that's the contrast. Like you think of when we were kids and you'd get a game maybe once a quarter if you're lucky and if you rent lucky, them in yeah. between where a lot of kiddos these days, they've got all the toys, they've got all the bells and whistles and like it doesn't mean any less, but they just don't know what it was like a decade or two decades ago or three decades ago, the gaming landscape that it is today. And you're right. like, And that's what I, I sometimes kind of think about, especially with this Diablo Immortal game where it's like, I have this amazing, this game looks exactly like Diablo 3. And when Diablo, 
when I first initially played Diablo 3, I just couldn't get over like, I'm like, this is gorgeous. This is such a pretty game. Um, but now I have that on my phone. I have it on mm. this device that I carry with me everywhere. And like the closest we had is if we had another <laughs> an, enough batteries and our Game Boy and maybe something to carry some, maybe, maybe two games. Maybe you have a case that can carry two games and like, you know, like that, that, that was, that was the level of like mobile gaming for us as young. And now, now kids can just, I'm going to play Minecraft on my phone. I'm going to go play Rocket League on my phone. I'm going to play Fortnite on my phone. And Mm -hmm. it's, it's, it's incredible. It's, we live in a, an amazing time for gaming and I just, I, it's just going to keep getting better and better. And the younger generation are just going to take the step into amazing quality and just (laughs) maybe it's good for us we we have that level of appreciation of knowing what like the the very start of it is and just seeing how it evolves it's it's a special experience i think we're lucky that we sort of we came on on into this earth at the right time where we did see these big technological jumps and i always chuckled about that one scene or that one line that Troy Barnes says about um, about Britta where he's like, she was born in the 80s. She still uses her phone as a phone. And I'm like, you know, that's that's us. Where like you talk to some people like, no, I don't I do not do phone calls. I'll text you or whatever. I don't leave voicemail. Yes. Stuff like that. And I'm like, but that's the basis of a phone. That's what Wait. a phone's for. And people just don't use it for what it's there for. And like making an appointment. Um, mm-hmm. like, like when I got my hair cut, um, I was trying to figure out what was the phone number to call. Um to get an appointment and my husband goes just message her on instagram i'm like no uh-huh. <laughs> like, what do you mean <laughs> no way you call for an appointment it's so bizarre like you, you see the shifts like not not in like my nine to five usual job but like some of the 8-bit related stuff and some of the management stuff i do outside of that where i'm still very much like i'd like to have a phone call with you or, or book a virtual meeting or whatever or face to face if you're in in the same town but they're like no I'll, I'll just i'll just message on 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 twitter or we could jump on discord and talk it through and i'm like what is going on i don't understand the world today this is not how business is conducted but it is how business is conducted these days yeah they'll they'll dm me on instagram or facebook or twitter or whatever and and you know talk shop that way and it's it's still very jarring for me to try and disconnect the the way that i think business should be done and the way business is done yeah how for 90 percent yeah. of society these days and it's 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 a t- hell of a time i sound well, very I'm, old right now but it's a hell of a time it is it's i mean it's only something that i guess people of our age you know, age bracket is really experiencing so you know we we know enough to know that maybe we have to move into it and not be you know completely ignorant to it but we also know the way everything was so mm-hmm. <laughs> Exactly. Yeah, it's it's kind of cool to to be able to look back and look forwards. Like we're we're mm. bang smack in the middle, and it's 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 a good spot to be. So uh, yeah, a good spot to a degree, I guess. Unless you unless you're terrified of the the ocean and the deep sea and things like that. Yes. Um, which is someone I know that I'm talking to right now <laughs> feels very strongly about. Yes. I started playing Silt this week on the Switch. Fired up the Switch for the first wow. time in I don't know how long. Uh, little little indie gem done by Spiral Circus. It's it's a black and white color palette. Yeah. Very simple in its design. Very nightmarish in its simplicity and just very limbo. Very yeah, limbo is a perfect way to describe it. Or if you're if you're a fan of like cinema, like very like David Lynch. Mm. If you wanted to compare like 
film and you want to you want to throw a crazy film out there think of stuff like a razorhead where it's just insane and simplistic and really dream like in the way this game plays out you're, mm. you're playing this diver and you're sort of wake making your way to the bottom of the ocean you're not like i haven't finished the game yet I'm, i've played a couple of hours but i've been really enjoying it the the story sort of is slowly unfolding as i swim my way through this abyss and deal with all kinds of giant nightmarish hell creatures from the bottom of the sea like giant anglerfish that can swallow you in one bite and mm-hmm. all kinds of other crazy sea beasties but like all you've really got is sort of the the light from from your um deep sea diving or, or you know swimming rig i don't know the term sorry sorry any 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 professional divers what that what that's actually called but you're swimming around trying to explore and, and um, solve puzzles and whatnot, but you've got this ability almost where to get through puzzles and light certain areas and defeat creatures is you can sort of like, ex, ex, what's the word? Um, like emit your essence almost, like this sort of worm spirit comes out of you and you can control creatures and things in the environment to sort of, use their abilities or their size or you know whatever oh, traits like they've Aquaman. got to get through certain things yeah yeah so it's almost like this like sea worm that comes out of you which is very eerie and haunting in itself thinking okay. that you're sort of um slowly expunging your own essence to to sort of work your way through this very bleak very dark but also gorgeous world like the fact that it's just this black and white color palette the simplicity is stunning but then it also then just adds to the tension because the sea is scary as fuck. I'm with you. Like yes. <laughs> deep sea, especially like if, if I can't see or touch the bottom in, in the ocean straight away, I'm like, what's going to get me? I'm fucked. I'm going to die today. Yeah. Uh, it's been nice knowing you fellow beach goers, but yeah, like being down when it's so dark that no natural light gets to you. Like I love watching all those documentaries and it's great, but it's also like, very eerie and uneasy knowing that there's all kinds of weird alien types of creatures down there. And this game sort of dabbles with a little bit to do with that, with a little bit to do with just exploration and being sort of almost like a treasure diver in a way. And it's really cool. And having this possession ability to avoid some of the creatures and getting chomped up by their giant freaky teeth and whatever else is really great. The puzzles, they're not too in-depth, which isn't too bad because it feels like it's more about a a visual experience at least the way i'm taking it like it's it's peaceful but it's creepy at the same time but i'm really really enjoying silt like it's on all the all the platforms it's on all the consoles and pc uh came out on i think june the first so a couple of days ago now but it's been really fun very different to what i've been playing lately and like like you said like limbo where it's simplistic in its in its aesthetic uh, you're just sort of traversing this landscape and solving puzzles on the way to a, a, a bigger a bigger reveal and a bigger story. If you if you love Limbo, give it a spin. If you do get a bit freaked out about the deep, just forewarning, it can be a bit freaky, but it is still gorgeous and worth a look. Well, do you think you'd play this or is it no, just, because just that world's too much for you? I've actually had this game recommended to me on multiple devices. Like, obviously, I have a thing, like in most of my um, gaming... Um, 
shop fronts have recognized it. So it's been recommended to me quite a bit. And I can see why it's like, it is very limbo. It is like very spooky, but very Mm -hmm. artsy at the same time. But there's that, there's a screenshot that I saw from it where it's like that anglerfish that is like five times your size, just like, you know, looming in from the side. And I'm just like, no, (laughs) I don't think I'll be able to play this one. Like not a lot of things like, you know, scare me, but uh, yeah, the, the deep, deep ocean does and just the fear of the unknown and like, yeah, I just, I can't do it. And um, does it, does the, like, do, does your surroundings get darker the deeper in the ocean you get? Cause that's yeah, another there, thing. There is that some areas where you can barely see, like, it feels like a meter or so in front oh, of you. Lord, and so no. you just like swimming very slowly, just edging forward oh. because you're like, what the hell is going to get me next? I can't see. And it is, Oh, very intense and it's it's coupled really well because the soundtrack uh, i just had to had to look on because the name escapes me nick diamond who did the soundtrack it's really great like it heightens those moments of tension and there's like this reverb coming through the speakers and stuff oh, like it gosh. is very like oh like it's you know no. can get the get the skin crawling <laughs> a little bit in those moments but it's it's really good i think it costs 20 something dollars i can't remember exactly so it's that's pretty fair you know, four cups of coffee if we're going to go with that <laughs> metric from diablo immortals earlier uh but it's, the it's coffee really investment fun. yeah and no, um it does i was just good. playing it in bed and because obviously switch is perfect for for bedtime games so i'm going to probably try and chip away and finish that tonight or tomorrow before sleeping you played that game yeah I've, oh. I'm, I'm pretty fortunate in the way that I can switch my brain off in like I can watch horror movies just before bed that's the most twisted warped horrific stuff and I can still just go to sleep and my brain sort of just blank canvases what I just watched and I can have a good sleep. I played Fortnite last night. My husband watched <laughs> Vikings. I went to sleep and I dreamt last night about a boy battle royale with his Vikings trying to kill me. Like you know like, <laughs> that's that's what happens to me. Well, there is the Ivor skins from, from Valhalla in there, so That's there true. is some connectivity. But uh yeah, Silt's Silt's really like I'm really enjoying it. I'd I'd say like from my side it's definitely in that eight bit approved uh you know stamp of approval there. But uh if you're looking for a nice little indie that's sort of standing apart from a lot of the recent games that have come out, or if you're a big fan of Play Dead's Limbo, uh from I think it was twenty ten it came out. It's it was quite a while some time ago. ago, yeah. Uh, mm. this this sort of hits those same notes, but you're just down in the the depths of the ocean, and and it's great. So, uh, yeah, I'd highly recommend that. Before before we jump down the the anime rabbit hole, I also wanted to say that I binged all of Stranger Things season four this past week. Have you watched any of it yet? No. So I've discussed it with my husband. We're probably gonna not watch it yet. Um, we'll probably go back to season two um and watch from season two and try to get through it all so we can watch it um I kind of had Jono explain it through like he said that you can watch season four without reference but there'll just be certain things that you might not be understanding um so I'm like <sighs> like mm. the the D&D element of it really has attracted me to um like obviously there was like mentions of D&D but it seems like it's very evident in this one this season um heavy into it in this season yeah um, like they said Vecna so characters I like I I kind of need to I need to like get into it but I think I will try and watch season two and three and yeah get on to season four so 
the the short version is holy guacamole. This is some amazing television. Uh, yeah, it is so good. Like Stranger Things first season started off great and obviously blew up worldwide. It was a very unexpected hit for the for the Duffer Brothers. Everyone else attached to it. Season two was all right. Season three I thought was really really good, but season four is like the peak of its powers it feels like this show like it is phenomenal so there's two parts with season four we've got the first seven episodes out now we've got the the later two episodes coming um early july Um, but this is a a longer season most of like every one of these episodes runs over an hour at a minimum thank you for telling me that (laughs) big watch it's a big watch and then the final two episodes that are coming out on july 1 um, episode nine, I've seen the runtime for that is over two and a half hours. So, so there's some what? big, big viewings. They're all, they're pretty much like every episode's almost like watching a movie. That's damn, that's intense. Yeah. It's so going to be hard trying to catch up now. Yeah. Like the previous seasons, some of the episodes got close to an hour, but most of them sat in that, you know, 40 to 50 minutes. So it is, it is a lot of content to crunch, but yeah. this fourth season is just. Uh, you know, a melting pot of all the things that we gush about on this show, like science fiction, horror, comedy, action, D&D, video games, pop culture, you name it, it's all in there. You know, a, a crunchy soundtrack with, with bangers from the 80s that you only need to just hear a riff or a line or a like a, a drum roll in or whatever, and you know straight away what that song is. You're like, fuck yeah, let's yeah, go. Yeah, I see like, that uh, Kate Bush is the um, song from this season, it appears, because I'm seeing a lot of the youth use it in their Instagrams and stuff. Oh, God, I'm yeah. sounding old. <laughs> it's funny because my, like, my first connection to that song is actually the placebo cover of, of uh, that Kate Bush classic. From um, 3000, no, 3000, was it 30 Days and 30 Nights? No, what's this, what zombie movie? Oh, 30, day, um, 30 days a night? No. Oh, my God. 28 days later. That's it. <laughs> I think 30 days, 30 nights is a dating one. <laughs> oh, 30 days of night is another horror. That's the vampire one in Alaska where obviously there's those moments where there's no sun for like Oh, okay. Month. Yeah, no, I think it was the one that you said. But I know the placebo song was for one of those kind of like dark kind of vampirish movies. Yeah, and, and a random nugget to to accompany this this placebo song is yeah I heard it for the first time due to being part of my school's Rockersteadford. Remember when Rockersteadford was a thing? You got to go to Rockersteadford. Yeah, it's it's funny and um you know humble brag or slight embarrassment I don't know but um I got initially asked to be like the lead in our Rockersteadford in year twelve. What? I said no, and I just I just I ended up running like the the back like the production crew instead because yeah. i'm like i'm not dancing i can't dance i've got no rhythm i'm from the town in footloose like i can't dance at all <laughs> so um yeah i said no to that but that song was like what part of like one of the big moments in our in our performance so when i heard it playing through in season four i had like this flashback to the to the early 2000s and uh rocker steadford and um yeah because we actually we were the runner-up for, for Rockersteadford, like we came from a little country town, and uh, you know, beat all the schools from from Sydney and New South Wales, and yeah, we were the runner up that year. So uh, good times. Never did Rockersteadford. Seven yeah. years of classical trained ballet, and I never did Rockersteadford. Missed moment there, Miss Hart. Missed yeah. moment there. But uh, yeah, Stranger Things season four is phenomenal. One of the best things I've seen on television this year. And they've really gone for the horror elements this season. Like, it's always been, you know, treading the line of creepy and campy yeah. and kooky. 
Uh, but in this one, they they really go down the creepy route. And there's some horrific creatures, some horrific deaths, some crazy like death animations, and just overall violence and, and nightmare fuel on the screen. And it's great, like because obviously you're seeing it's sort of weak easy comp here that i'm just pulling out of my pocket like you think of like the harry potter films where like it starts whimsical and the kids are young and as it gets older the tone shifts just like with this like the the kids now are you know in their in their teenage years i'm, I'm assuming they're around 16 or so um in the show now so they're becoming young adults so that the tone has shifted a little bit with the show but it is so good and i can't wait to see how this season finishes up because season four part one ended on a huge cliffhanger with a huge reveal and i'm very excited to see where they take it for these last two but miss hart you gotta gotta get on the stranger things train you gotta finish season two and three yep yeah i'll get to it it's so good yeah i can't speak highly enough of it it is awesome it's just yeah the all, all our all the things that we love and a lot of people that listen to this show and a lot of friends of ours love all just embodied in this show across those seven episodes and the cast is great and it's just awesome it's awesome so check that out when you can but um i figure we'd shift into into the anime side miss Hart. before i throw the microphone over to you and you can actually talk some anime for once i wanted to um i wanted to test something live on this podcast you haven't been vetted about this but i'm um Uh-oh. I'm working on an infrequent segment that I'm just going to bring out once in a while when I when I watch some stuff, and it's going to be called "To Weeb or Not to Weeb." Uh-oh. So I'm going to give you like a synopsis of a show I've just watched, Uh-oh. and you're going to tell me like if you'd watch it or if it sounds enjoyable. Okay. So you ready? Uh huh. <clears throat> okay. So it reads: A girl in a lower grade just made me cry. One day, Senpai visits the library after school and becomes the target of a super sadistic junior. The name of the girl who teases, torments, and tantalizes Senpai is Nagatoro. She's annoying yet adorable. It's painful, but you still want to be by her side. This is a story about an extremely sadistic and temperamental girl, and you'll feel something awaken inside you. Oh! So that's that's the synopsis for the show called Don't Toy With Me, Miss Nagatoro. Would you uh would you join me and, and weave on that one, or are you out? Are you uh, what? What thumbs up year or thumbs are they down? In? So they're high school, like they're 17 or so. So the guys, mm. let's say the guy's 18, she's 17 or 17 and 16. So they're, they're of age. Yeah, probably not. Uh, probably not. Um, it just sounds like another little like rom-com and, you know, misunderstood character of some variety kind of thing. Um, it definitely would not be on the top of my list. Okay. Okay. So um, your thumbs down on Don't Tour With Me, Miss Nagaturo. Yeah. I'm I'm thumbs up. I am I am weebing on this one. I binged this season this this week. Uh, Twelve episodes, easy watch, cute, quirky, fun, um, very very like uh, very whimsical and light light in tone. But it, it's nice to sort of see like I know it's a bit tropey, and I've watched a lot of these rom coms and slice of life uh, shows the last couple of weeks and months, but. This this was fun. It had a had a interesting sort of cat and mouse going on between just the lead guy who who just gets called senpai by everybody, uh, which obviously means master in Japanese. Um, he's just this lowly art student, just just trying to be become a good artist, and he's just getting terrorized by Nagatoro and and her friends. And obviously, you know, the does the attraction build? Is there actually chemistry there? And this poor guy is just introverted 
not familiar with dating and just females in general, just trying to navigate that minefield while also getting tormented constantly by this by this girl and, and her group of friends. And it's it's fun and it was just easy watching. And there's parts in this show that I legitimately like was laughing out loud. Like there was some piss funny moments and just it's it's really, really well written. Uh the voice acting's actually really well done. I, I actually watched this with the dub and, and the dub was actually pretty rock solid. And yeah, it's just just a good old time. It didn't overstay its welcome. I'm excited for the second season to see what happens with Senpai and Nagatoro. But uh, yeah, I am I'm definitely weebing in um, to weeb or not to weeb. I'm giving it that thumbs up. But you're uh, you're out. You're not even going to check it out before it starts. I just googled it. I'm getting very uh, Love Hina vibes from it. So, oh yeah, yeah. Um, excellent, excellent comp. Of- yeah, that works. Like I watched a bit of Love Hina, but it definitely wasn't my my thing. I did learn the intro on keyboard. Ah, uh, yeah, I I admitted that on a podcast, but um, yeah, it's still not for me. <laughs> Just deadpan. So um, good. Yeah, so, so good. I'll, I'll probably pass on that. <laughs> but it's fun. I'm I'm gonna bring this like out infrequently. Like when I watch something new and it's got a got a no, good little like synopsis. This. I'll throw that there and you can just give me that sort of hot take, your thumbs up, you're in or you're out. So watch that. And I've just been watching my other usual rotation as well. Mm-hmm. Uh, but um, I'm going to throw it over to you because you are uh, walking very proudly through the doors into the, the weeb hall right now. Um, fill me in on what you've been doing. I've watched Jujutsu Kaisen. Um, I heard enough about it and like I think a few episodes ago I told you that my husband was looking at the movie. Mm-hmm. Um, he loaded up the anime and little things caught me and like he usually does, I, I, I kind of gravitated towards it and started watching it and I really enjoy it. Um, it has that element of um, th- that I, I don't, I'm going to have to learn what the actual term is where it's like people with abilities learning to use them um we're already getting to a part where it seems like different schools are going to battle each other which is my thing Mm -hmm. it's what i love about my hero um uh, and it has this wonderful balance of uh very serious hardcore action maybe a little bit of gore but then this perfect balance of comedic timing and sweet moments and wackiness that just blends really well together um and some great characters some quirky characters and um, I'm really enjoying it I'm actually having a really good experience with it and knowing that I'm actually technically going to be up to date with it once I finish Mm -hmm. because the next season isn't going to be available until next year so um I'll have to watch the movie though I'm assuming after this after I finished the season. So, um, but yeah, this one stuck. I actually really, really liked it and can understand why it's probably being really um, well-received. It's so good, isn't it? Like, you mm. nailed it. Like, the tone, I like that it can jump between comedic and light-hearted to pretty dark and heavy because, mm. you know, this is this is a school, you know, the occult club um, that, are, that are trying to, um, what's what's the word? exercise they're pretty much exercising demons and yeah. getting bad curses off people and just the the assortment of characters and just how different they are yet they all intermingle and mesh really well mm. and what what did you find with the art style like some of the combat like where you get sort of these you know vibrant like watercolor strokes like psh, 
tr- during during certain moves and stuff. It's really pretty to watch. Yeah, it's it's it's, it's really gorgeous, and like it goes back to that kind of balance of um, seriousness and wacky. Because like there's moments where they're having this very detailed fight or a very intense scene uh, with like you know a big bad or something like that, and then next thing you know they're going to move to this next scene to this character that you've been taking serious for this entire time, and next thing you know the character is just you know dropped to a very simplistic outline form wiggling in the most simplest and like animation style ever and it's it's funny it's it's quirky it's like it's it's just good like like usually I don't like it when um seriousness and wackiness kind of blend in because it really sends you through loops like it just feels it feels jolting but um what they've done with this anime it just it it it, it works perfectly they know when to be serious they know when to add the comedy and they know when to kind of mix up the two where it can be enjoyed either way so um yeah I, I actually really really am enjoying Jujutsu Kaisen it's a banger are you um watching sub or dub Watching dubbed. Um, That's fine. The voice work in it's really good. It's it, it is good. Uh, someone from Critical Role, all that appeared in Critical Role, is actually doing a voice in it too. Um, but yeah, doing doing dubbed because my husband watches dubbed, so um, I'm getting yeah all English actors, voice actors. Yeah, so. I ain't judging here. Like that's how I consume my anime because that way I can still tinker on my phone or, or work or whatever at the same time so sure. i get you it's and not when bad it's a good dub it's great yeah it's not it's, it's not bad at all i'm actually like it hasn't it hasn't bothered me yet i'm very excited to see what they do with itadori like i'm not not talking any spoilers not talking any plot but just knowing what he's got going on with mm. him and inside of him it's very interesting to see how it's ultimately going to end up because uh yeah there's there's certainly some some things lingering around him constantly and uh yeah it's 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 super slick and super stylized and i haven't watched the movie yet but i'm gonna try and hunt that down over the coming week because it's still not on crunchyroll the film so oh okay uh, wait so i have time okay yeah yeah cute but 24 episodes plenty plenty of jujitsu kaisen for people to to consume i think i'm about halfway through maybe nice won't take long. Well, they're nice and short. They're, they're short episodes. After talking about a two-hour episode of Stranger Things, um, yeah, like yeah. a short, you know, short episodes are uh, refreshing, easy That's to get through. Like six to seven episodes of Jujutsu Kaisen, or one episode of Stranger Things season four. It's like, you know, <laughs> yeah. But um, it's it's a good time. I'm happy you've checked it out because it's it's well worth the watch. It's one of the the better anime that I've consumed over the last few years that have sort of popped up yeah those last couple of years as far as new additions to the to the rotation so uh i'm excited to see where you go next after this one you big old weeb it's definitely not kill or kill that's for damn sure <laughs> my husband watched Which i think it's fine but anyway <laughs> behind the curtain my husband watched that one too and i just listened to it and it sounded ridiculous so i yeah i won't be watching that one. it's pretty great but um yeah just, it's certainly not something for everybody all right, quick bit of housekeeping before we start moving our way through the usual uh, news gauntlet here in THG286. Obviously, if you want to support us monetarily, you can do so over at ko-fi.com forward slash we are 8-bit for low, low price of $1 per month or one-fifth of a coffee. Using that metric, that's the <laughs> standard there. You can uh, get access to exclusive perks, giveaways, and content. Uh, if you want to get yourself some merchandise, obviously shop8bit.net is our central hub for all things merch with 8-Bit, you can get yourself hats, hoodies, tees, singlets, 
and a whole host of other things that will keep you warm or cool, depending on where you are in the world. Obviously, we are still running a giveaway for an ATH GL3 gaming headset from our friends over at Audio Technica. To enter, all you've got to do is screenshot yourself leaving a rating for THG or any of the 8-Bit-Centric podcasts on Spotify. Slide into our DMs at we are 8 bit Show us that screenshot with that review there. Or if you want to email it to us, hello at 8bit.net to go into the draw and we will announce a winner on next week's episode. So episode 287 of THG, we will announce the first winner of a new ATH GL3 gaming headset, which comes in white or black too. So if you've got a, a color preference or an aesthetic preference on your gaming headset, you can choose if you want that nice sort of Arctic white or you want to go the, uh, the midnight black, you've got the options there. But Miss Hart, let's jump into this. This week's news headlines. And the first little banger, which uh, we've been talking about a lot offline before we recorded this morning. Yeah. We went down a nice Twisted Metal rabbit hole, which I'll uh, talk to you about in a second. But we've got some more Twisted Metal casting news coming out this week with Will Arnett confirmed as the voice of Sweet Tooth, where professional wrestler Samoa Joe will be providing his likeness slash body. So Samoa Joe is going to be playing him in the physical sense, and Will Arnett is going to be voicing Sweet Tooth, who, um, you know, if we, if we wanted to get nitpicky, the, the the ice cream truck's name is typically known as Sweet Tooth, and the driver is usually known as Needles, but, you know, it's sort of interchangeable depending on the game too. So Sweet Tooth is just, I guess, the main stalwart of Twisted Metal. He's the, the angry serial killer clown that drives an ice cream truck and just wants to be known as the, the best, biggest, baddest serial killer in history. Uh, but yeah, Will Arnett's going to be voicing him and uh, big old Samoa Joe from currently in AEW and wrestling for every other promotion before that is going to be uh, lending the likeness. Uh, what do you think Ooh. on this one, new Twisted Metal expert? I'm going to give a shout out to Jono, uh, Australia's Jono Peck. Um, I had no interest in Twisted Metal, nor did I know much about it to be interested in it. And just a conversation, um, you know, over the chats and uh Jono completely convinced me that I would love Twisted Metal. Um, he told me details that no one ever told me about Twisted Metal. He told me about the stories and the characters and everything about it. And then I myself decided to watch a few little video sequences about the backstories of these characters. And I'm all on board now. No one told me that there was like serial killer, murderous, you know, bad, horrible people with dark backgrounds trying to redeem themselves with witches and all that sort of stuff about this series. I just thought it was a bunch of cars like shooting each other. So I am now all on board. I've been watching all these videos to know their backstories and how messed up their lives are and stuff. And I'm all on board now. <laughs> like I'm for it. I'm, I'm going to be the biggest Twisted Metal TV series fan there is. Um, but yeah, I, don't know, I know who Sweet Tooth is. <laughs> I feel very bad that I, I didn't sell it. Because like, we've been talking Twisted Metal the last month or two, I'd say, maybe a little bit longer with this this live action announcement. And I guess there's just a part of me that I just assumed you knew, like, I thought this was a game you would have played because of that darkness and kookiness and creepiness. No. Nope. But I didn't expand on that more and I feel bad. So I'm sorry that I let you down and didn't get you hyped earlier because it is a very interesting and twisted world here Ooh. that uh, is in that game. And uh, I'm excited for seeing it realized on the screen. And, you know, we talked offline about, will this, like, potentially jumpstart a reboot? Will we get a a sequel 
will we get some new Twisted Metal coming our way in conjunction with this show? Because it is a hell of, hell of amount of fun playing this game. Like, I, I really enjoy it, and I've got some really fond memories of running over people and blowing up people. Well, um, yeah. Know. But, like, as, like, I explained to you, like, I, I, I always thought it was just, like, a little you know, bunch of cars just shooting at each other and that was it. And as I said to you, like, I'm like, why would you play that game when you can play Carmageddon? Like, you know, so uh, I was very misinformed on what Twisted Metal was and all the other stuff that kind of came with it. So um, I'm curious now, I want to learn more about it. So I guess if anyone out there are also Twisted Metal fans, like what are your favorite characters? What's what's yes. the best What's the best Twisted Metal game? I'm, I'm very curious. I'd like to like kind of dive in a bit more. World Tour is my favorite, and I'm just going to say my main character I usually played as with either Spectre, but primarily I was playing as Thumper, which was like a pink Cadillac. It was like this this gangster guy driving it, and, and the special ability of, of Thumper was it had a flamethrower shooting out the front of it. So if you could sort of wedge in and smash against the car and just hit that flamethrower, it was just you, you were cooking and they were, they were in a world of hurt. But some of the other, like, there was different degrees of difficulty playing certain characters because some of them just had abilities where they'd just shoot a missile or whatever. But then you could play Mr. Slam, which was like a a big um, a construction vehicle with the big, what's it called on the front? Like the, the digger. I think it's the digger. Whatever it is, where you grab that and you'd have to line up perfectly to grab the other car and you like slam it on the ground. Like, <laughs> and it was really hard to to line up and get done. So if you were a good like Mr. Slam player, you'd feel like you were a badass. Ah, oh, oh, see, there's more characters I'm gonna have to learn about too. So yeah, yeah. Um, let us know on the social media. Tell me your favorite characters or what your favorite uh, version of Twisted Metal was. Yeah, we'll chuck that up on the socials between now and and when the next episode. Well, this episode comes out because yeah, it'd be cool to see how many other Twisted Metal fans are out there. And yeah, who was who was your main? Yeah. Who was your main on on Twisted Metal and in what iteration of Twisted Metal? But yeah, World Tour was the touchstone for me. And yeah, I I killed my mum and my sister and vice versa many times in that game. It was fantastic. <laughs> All right, the next bit of news. Uh, to celebrate Pride Month, Xbox is releasing a brand new controller design that incorporates 34 community flags. The flags are in a fine interwoven manner to celebrate the nuance, complexity, intersectionality and strength of the many LGBTQIA plus communities, explains an Xbox Y post. Last year, Xbox created a limited number of Pride controllers, but many players wanted it to be universally available. This year's controller will therefore be customizable in the Xbox Design Lab. But this isn't just a controller. It's a symbol of the LGBTQIA plus communities that inspired it and a call to continue efforts towards inclusion and representation across all gaming spaces, reads the post. The controller will be available from June 9th via Xbox Design Lab, but Xbox has other Pride celebrations planned too. If a controller wasn't enough, there's also a Pride merch collection of apparel available from the Xbox gear shop. Microsoft will also be donating $170,000 to LGBTQIA plus non-profits. So, um, yeah, this controller, not on, like it looks stunning and it's great and I love the messaging and the, the reasoning and the community flags that it interweaves into the design itself. But obviously this came out last year, but it was only sort of sent out to select content creators. So there was, you know, some great spotlighting of this controller that came out last year, but it's nice that Xbox have since opened it up to say, if you want to get this controller, you now can through the design lab. But it's also nice to see Xbox as well as a ton of other 
devs and publishers coming out uh, and supporting uh, Pride Month, which which is a great time and and it's awesome to to spotlight things like this. And yeah, it's it's just good to see. It's just just a good story. Yeah, I mean, it's it's good that they've actually made it accessible to everyone because I could only imagine just how kind of how disappointing it would have been to see something that you know was meant to be a representation of something personal to you but then it only being exclusive to certain people so um yeah i'm glad everyone's going to be able to get their hands on it and i'm glad that there's actually some donation that's actually going to be going out too so um you know it's a it's a month to celebrate pride and being respectful to the um, everyone around you so yeah just always you know be be mindful be you know sit, listen to what other people have to say during this month um and yeah it, it, the representation matters totally agree totally agree like equality is a year-round thing like it's it's great we have pride month but like you know what just be as as you said miss hart like be be mindful and be respectful and be inclusive no matter where you are and who you're with like you know we're all human beings at the end of the day and, and just be better and um yeah, if you want to get yourself a great controller and and um, you know contribute to to good causes, this is this is one of the ways to do it from a video game perspective. All right, the the next bit of news I've just titled this one: Who doesn't love a Lechonky boy? So we had a new trailer revealed this past week, highlighting Pokemon Scarlet and Violet, uh, which has now been confirmed to be released on November the eighteenth. The trailer shows off a lot of new mainline, a lot of the new mainline Pokemon games world, and introduces two new legendary monsters, Coridon, who appears in Scarlet, and Maraidon, who appears in Violet. These two Pokemon are said to have powers that far surpass those of other Pokemon. Read the description on the Pokemon website. But further details about Coridon and Maraidon are still shrouded in mystery. Very ominous. Very, uh, <laughs> what's going on there? We've already gotten a, a look at the game starters: the grass cat Sprigiato, the fire croc Fuecoco, and the water duckling Quaxley. But this trailer reveals a number of new monsters too, including a teary-eyed truffle pig called Lechonk, a grass normal type based on an olive called Smoliv, and Pormi, a new electric mouse Pokemon. The trailer also included a look at two new professors, Sada and Turo, who appear in Scarlet and Violet respectively. We also got a look at Nimona, the player character's new friend, who is an experienced Pokemon trainer and serves as a reliable guide for you on your adventures. As previously announced, this will be these will be the first fully open world Pokemon games in the series. However, what we didn't previously know was that Scarlet and Violet would see a very different structure too. The site confirms that the games include a world that you're free to explore at your leisure and not in an order dictated by the story. We also learned that the games would include four-player co-op alongside the normal trading and battling multiplayer options. So, Miss Hart, mm. Scarlet and Violet with the juicy two-ish minute trailer, a lot of hype came off the back of that. Obviously, uh, it showcased the, the two legendary Pokemon that you're going to be competing for and, and no doubt battling and, and having some big story-based moments against in Scarlet and Violet, respectively. Uh, but yeah, the internet has certainly latched onto Lechonk as the, uh, the undisputed MVP of Pokemon Scarlet and or Violet. What did you think of this? Did this did this game get you excited or this this trailer get you excited? Are you going to be jumping in on November 18 to play some Pokemon Scarlet or Violet? 
I mean, like, I, I always think that I'm going to play it just because, like, usually when these kind of Pokemon games come out, I usually jump on board maybe for every every second or third one that maybe gets released. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm still not sure which one I'm picking because I think me and my husband will do one Scarlet, one Violet. Um, but I haven't really seen much infor- information out yet on what the difference is between because it's usually exclusive Pokemon more than just mm-hmm. the legendary. Um, they've said that, obviously, what you wear... <laughs> Um, is different, um, but I haven't seen much else to actually make a full-on decision of which one I want to pick. Uh, four-player co-op. Um, it's to, interesting. Like, yeah. It doesn't sort of go into much detail, and you only sort of see it, excuse me, a couple of times in the trailer, but it's like your respective Pokemon trainers kitted up how, how you've designed them, which is cool that, that your unique customizations will come into, I guess, one person's going to host the world, I assume, and you maybe you can join them on quests and battles yeah. or just have a good time. So I like that element. Like, I'm not liking the, the thought of having to try and use, you know, Nintendo Party Chat to talk to my friends <laughs> during this and have 7,000 adapters and everything else going on. But I think it could be could be a fun way to get players back into or, or existing players more hype for Pokemon where you can do it together as opposed to just trading and battling. You can actually maybe experience some of this story in this world together. Mm, and it's good to see that they're um, moving away from linear story and being kind of set on a structured path on how to experience the game. So um, I'd be interested to see exactly how open that is and how free you are as a player to kind of dictate how you play the game. Um and yeah, uh, those additional characters, uh, uh, sorry, additional Pokemon that got announced. I mean, Lechonk is just good naming, right? It's great, like, it? yeah. it's just like they said, it's a pig, let's call it Lechonk. And everyone was like, I'm on board. It's true. He's chunky. He's a chunky boy. Oh, that's great naming. But yeah, uh, I, I, I probably still will play it, um, regardless of which Pokemon are announced or whatever. So that's it. It's coming out at a good time. Like, obviously, the back end of this year. It's still pretty pretty barren with with big triple A's with so many delays and still games just out yeah. in the ether as far as will they won't they in twenty twenty two so I'm excited to jump in I think I'm gonna go Scarlet I I like the look a little bit more of Koraiden as opposed to Maraiden with the two legendaries but sounds looking at Violet more yeah well yeah. that's good because then we can we can trade Switch, we can yeah. trade uh, unique Pokemon between us but a couple of other clothing th- uh, closing thoughts on this one. Another electric mouse Pokemon? Yeah, like, I thought that on. too. I thought that too. Do we need too. another one of these? I'm like, like pig that we called Lechonk and Olive. I'm like, that makes sense. And then mouse, electric mouse Pokemon because we don't have enough. So. Uh-huh. But also I want to shout out the professors, Saito and Turo. Oh, I, I think there was many sexual awakenings happening during this trailer because <laughs> they are both... Far too attractive. Um, I'm I'm never gonna like leave the first zone. I'm just gonna be hanging out at the at the at the you know at the professor's office the whole time, just just trying to perv and pick them up, whichever one it might be. They're both very attractive. <laughs> How far have you gone in the game? Still at the professor's. <laughs> That's it. <laughs> just very thorough. Just uh, exchanging a lot of notes. Sadly, it's not phone numbers, but uh, yeah. So Pokemon Scarlet and Violet making its way to the Nintendo Switch on November the 18th. We'll probably get a few more snippets and, and uh, reveals over the coming months as, as we make our way towards November. But uh, the game looks good. Uh, I love, like, as you said, the, the non-linear story, the multiplayer in it, 
all things that are going to add some value and new wrinkles to the the tried and true Pokemon formula. So uh, let's go. Yeah. All right. The next bit of news. Who are you going to see at Summer Games Fest is what we've called this one. So earlier this week, Jeff Keighley and co shared some of the plans for the third installment of Summer Games Fest, which is airing obviously on June 9 slash 10, depending on where you are in the world. The event will stream digitally on a variety of platforms, followed by the Day of the Devs SGF edition event, which will include new uh, new announcements from us two games and an assortment of indie developers, including a contingent from Japanese indie organization Asobu. This is the third year for Summer Game Fest, which began in 2020 when the fan- when the pandemic forced the Entertainment Software Association to cancel E3, the industry's primary summer gaming showcase or former primary mm. summer gaming showcase. Obviously, the ESA returned with a digital-only event E3 last year, but cancelled the 2022 show, citing ongoing pandemic concerns. So the list of companies participating in the main Summer Game Fest show follows, with additional participants to be also announced in the coming days. But for now, the list sounds and reads like 2K, Activision, Atlas, Bandai Namco, Bloober Team, Capcom, Coffee Stain, Deep Silver, Devolver Digital, Digital Extremes, .emu, Electronic Arts, Epic Games, Focus Entertainment, Frost Giant Studios, Humble Games, Level Infinite, Mediatonic, MiHoYo, Netflix, PlayStation, Raw Fury, Samsung Gaming Hub, Sega, Skybound Games, Square Enix, Steam, Studio MDHR, Tribeca Festival, Warner Bros. Games, and Xbox. So, holy guacamole, do we have some announcements coming from the who's who of video gaming there. Obviously, a few notable omissions like uh, Ubisoft, no Nintendo, things mm. like that. But we are getting the, the two primary pillars with, with Sony and or with PlayStation and Xbox. And then a whole host of other fantastic developers or publishers there. So, uh, yeah, plenty of content coming out. And the crazy thing is this week coming, Miss Hart. I, yeah, that, that kind of um, snuck up on me um, in discussion of just like, it's next week, Ryan. No, no, it's not next week. No, no, it's next week. It's like, oh, mm-hmm. shit. We're already yeah. there. We're already. Yeah. And then this is when we start seeing like a like a full on tirade of all these kind of gaming showcases from studios and such kind of, you know, showing what they have. So it's an exciting time. It's an anxious time. And I'm sure um, all the studios and all the people working hard behind the scenes are very anxious and um, you know, I hope that they, they're able to, you know, show off their hard earned work and, um, you know, get enjoyment from the audiences, um, reacting. So, um, I, I don't know why, but the, the list, while it has some impressive studios, it feels like it's like, I don't know. It feels like some stuff is missing, but, mm. um, yeah, I, I can't wait to see, like, obviously Devolver Digital every year every year and um interesting to see other uh, mentions of uh like uh, samsung gaming hub and uh, netflix, netflix. Yeah. yeah yeah i um i saw the announcement that um the rock is going to be there um so i do you reckon he's going to start announcing like movies maybe or maybe Maybe they're going to announce a Black Adam game to accompany the film at the back oh, end of Lordy. this year. Yeah. Mm. I certainly know he's not going to announce that he's going to be co-starring in Arc 2 with Vin Diesel. That's for damn sure because oh, yeah. they hate each other's guts. Oh, well, Rock clearly hates his guts and Vin just wants his boy back. But, uh, <laughs> yeah, it's, it's going to be brothers. interesting to see. Yeah. Yeah. I am... Um... 
<laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm, we should try and see if we can figure out why he's there. What's the thing? Oh, did he, did he sign? Did he signed on for something? Right, like an adaptation. Oh, for um, it takes two. Remember, he's oh. he's his company's tied into it takes two. There Maybe you go. That's it. That's it. Maybe there you go. There you go. Um, I just wanted to quickly sort of sandwich in our, our question of the week here because I figure it, it ties in nicely with uh, all the upcoming events. And this one comes by live at GC Fabio over on Discord there. And he's saying, Obsidian are presenting something at the Xbox Showcase, which is obviously going to be running on June 12 slash 13 for us here in the AU. Uh, but apparently it's not avowed. With Outer World 2's uh, with Outer World 2 so far away and grounded in early access, what do you think we might see? So, put my thinking hat on about this one a little earlier, and I'm wondering, I'm wondering if they're going to try and swing for the fences a little bit and get a bit of hype with all things Xbox and say maybe we're going to get Fallout New Vegas 2 announced by at the Xbox showcase. So that's where I'm going to push my chips into on oh, my chips in the table in the middle four. I'm going to say Fallout New Vegas 2 or you know whatever they're going to call it, the sequel to Fallout New Vegas, that's what they're going to announce next weekend slash Monday depending on where you are in the world. So that's what I'm going to say Obsidian are going to do. Have you got a got anything you want to want to throw? You got a hat in the ring you want to want to toss as well? No, because like like I am thinking like I if, if if it's not avowed, which is meant to be something that they really should be highlighting again, I guess, um as a person that kind of says that they don't like it when you're kind of force fed a game that you're not going to get anytime soon, but um I guess it's not a grounded two either. So maybe that's probably that's actually probably a really good guess by you. Um another fallout. Like like a fallout New Vegas mm. to, oh, but then will it just be like a do you reckon it, if they did, do you reckon it would just be like a screen and that's it? Like nothing I, I else? Would, I don't think it'd be much, yeah. Like, cause they've got clearly a lot of things going on at the moment. Like the only other one I could think of is maybe another South Park game. Because Obviously, South Park have, have signed these crazy deals with with various uh, production companies where they've got decades of content still planned and future games planned. Maybe we'll get the next iteration where obviously we've had the the Lord of the Rings sort of D and D archetype, and we've had the the superhero archetype with with uh, with South Park and the themes. Maybe they're going to go to a third iteration. I don't know what sort of area of pop culture they'd parody. For a future one, but maybe yeah. we might even get in a South Park game. I thought, South, yeah, I always thought South Park was just strictly linked to Ubisoft. I completely forgot that um, Obsidian, um, the, oh, Stick of Truth was good. Stick of Truth was good. Um, yeah, it should be interesting to see either way. I'm, I'm yeah, curious. I'm, I'm very, new. very curious to see, but uh, we don't have to wait too long for that one as well, obviously. Right. Like, sadly, We'll be we'll be recapping Game Fest, but I don't know what we're going to do with with some of these other showcases that are sort of dropping up. Maybe we'll try and look to do an episode earlier in the week instead of the usual Monday drop to sort of coincide with some of that. Maybe not, but yeah, plenty of uh, showcases coming our way in the in the coming week plus. Uh, the, the last bit of news actually covers off the another showcase. Obviously, we had um, the the latest PlayStation's State of Play just drop in the past 26 27 hours at time of recording right now mm. and um there was some there was some some hits there was some 
misses from a personal standpoint as far as some of the <laughs> things that were showcased. Uh, we, we had a couple of big big reveals and announcements and I figure we'd sort of just just go through them. We, we could sort of mention the headline, uh, a, a couple of hit points and then sort of jump in and deep dive and, and, and throw some thoughts back and forth where applicable or, or maybe where it where it got us excited. And the first one that I think we can collectively agree on as far as, oh yeah, let's go. Resident Evil 4 Remake is officially on its way. It's going to be released on March 24, 2023. Uh, Capcom is looking to reimagine the storyline of the game while keeping the essence of its direction while modernizing the graphics and updating the controls to a modern standard. PSVR 2 owners will also be able to look forward to some type of VR content, although no further details were given at the time. So Resident Evil 4 Remake on the way. I think we all knew this was coming. I think it's inevitable. They're uh, you know, working their when. way through the greatest hits. And this looks awesome. I cannot wait for this. Like Resident Evil 4 is, is probably my second favorite Resident Evil game of all time, I'd say. I, I bought a GameCube specifically to play this and Resident Evil Remake back in the day. Uh, so I cannot wait to see this thing reimagined and running on new hardware, looking terrifying and gorgeous at the same time. This was my first Resident Evil game, so... This was your first? Yeah, so I was kind of spoiled and, like, you know, it's probably, yeah, of all all the ones that I've played, it was definitely still one of my favourite memories of playing it. Um, I like the environment. I like the story so far in it. Um, But I don't know if it, like, it looked that polished. How dare you? I don't know. Like I saw those like elements in the trailer where I was like, oh, that still looks a bit rough. But um, I mean, it's not coming out until next year, so they've got time. <laughs> I think it's going to be great. I, I can't wait to see because, yeah, this was this was such a, a pivot to the usual Resident Evil formula, mm-hmm. like going more action-oriented, over-the-shoulder camera, the controls are a bit smoother, going away from the traditional zombie to the, to the Ouroboros, Las Plagas whole situation there was freaking awesome obviously the 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 grain sack wearing chainsaw wielding Mm -hmm. maniac terrifying and obviously the the location cutscenes yeah the the quick time events and obviously you're trying to um save the the president of america's daughter Daughter. yeah of course yeah so as you do all the days work for leon and just some of the reveals and i don't want to talk talk story because some people might not have played this i want to spoil cool moments in in the game itself but it looks cool i'm excited this is already on my radar as one of the games to games to be watching and playing in 2023 and it falls into that february march window we're getting used to with these resident evil games too so uh bring it on bring it on um staying on the resident evil train uh, Resident Evil Village is getting the VR treatment. So, uh, yeah, RE Village will soon allow players to visit its world in a brand new way as it will be made available for PlayStation VR 2. And, yes, it will be the complete campaign, which is huge. It's not just a, a side event. It's not just a little little bit of nothing. You can play the full game in VR, and VR will, allow, will also let players guard by actually lifting their arms and will give them the option to use different weapons in each hand for even more combat opportunities. So I th- there was a cool moment where the old mate has the shotgun, and he's got the pistol on the other hand, he's just... Like, it's the, the combat's going to be sped up to, to suit this sort of dual world mechanic, 
But uh, I'm keen as a bean. What are you going to say, Miss Hart? Where are you going here? So I've had, sorry, everyone, I've had a big smile ever since we started talking about the VR um, village because I couldn't help but notice that the only, like, the majority of the VR experience that they showed you was with Lady Demetrius. That's her- it. She, she's going to be sucking on your hand and stomping on your in VR, like, just... All us, all us poor souls have been longing for since this game came out. <laughs> you know, the start of last year. You so, wanted uh, it. You everyone's got fancy. It. Yeah. It's becoming reality. <laughs> I just couldn't help but notice that that was really what they focused on a good chunk of that um the VR like kind of trailer experience that they were trying to display there. And I'm like, they they know exactly what they're doing. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah. They're they're very smart, very smart. Like yeah, it was all about. Lady Dimitrescu and her daughters, daughters and just yeah. being giant, sexy, tall vampire women that are going to fuck you up in a whole host of ways. Yeah. And it's going to be interesting because obviously with VR, you're seeing the, the floating hands as, as your control style Which all the I always time. love, and yeah. Yeah, poor old Ethan Winter's hands, they caught more punishment than most. So it's going to be interesting to see how that plays out when they're right in front of your eyes. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, I'm interested. I'm going to give it a go. I, I don't have the highest of hopes. Like, I love VR, but, like, I've sort of cooled off on it. I was watching the State of Play again this morning, and I'm like, VR's cool, but, like, yeah, it doesn't doesn't sort of move the needle as it once did for me. But hopefully stuff like this will, will help. Yeah. If there's anything I learned from this State of Play is I'm getting too damn old for games where everything I kind of watched, I went, that's going to make me sick. That's going to make me sick. <laughs> <laughs> Poor old eyes. Well, hopefully uh, the announcement and first gameplay trailer for Street Fighter VI will not make you sick. So obviously it's uh, been announced for a 2023 release window coming on PlayStation, Xbox, and PC. Uh, Capcom provided fans with an extended look at the gameplay for the latest entry in the legendary fighting franchise. Uh, Street Fighter VI actually being built on Capcom's RE engine. So that's the same engine that's uh, been used for Resident Evil 7 and Village. And it will allow for improved graphics alongside a more stylish experience that will be filled with explosive splashes of paint and the striking graffiti treatment. Uh, so, so they've showcased Ryu, Chun-Li, Luke, and newcomer Jamie, uh, who are part of the initial roster. They've sort of roughly alluded to potentially like almost like an NBA 2K My Career situation going that's what on. That's like, yeah. Yeah, your, your fighter, you couldn't really see them. They had a hood over and it was always shot from behind, so you couldn't see the face. They were making, like, Hadouken noises, very, like, Ryu voice, but not the Ryu build. Like, this was a baby Ryu when you're talking about how big Ryu is these days. But it looks like, yeah, you're sort of walking around this potentially big open world and interacting with NPCs and maybe real characters that you could fight. I don't know, but it looked cool, and I really loved those... What's- paint splashes and graffiti things happening with big moves like where it coated the floor or the graffiti trail was flowing behind Chun-Li as she was doing certain special moves and stuff like it looked really slick and really stylized it felt gimmicky to me like it felt like something that you would kind of come to expect maybe in the early 2000s maybe um like it looked cool but I think you would get over it for pretty quickly especially when we didn't see it much much change in style, but I, I, you know, it was a quick trailer, so I, you know, maybe there is more to it. But just for me, I was just like, hmm, that was a choice. The the logo choice is still a thing. I noticed that on there, and I'm like, oh yeah, I remember that stock logo debate we had a couple of months ago. So yeah. they've stuck with it. They've doubled down, but well, uh, they've 
mixed it up a little bit, but yeah, the the base elements are still there. But uh, yeah, new Street Fighter, and it's not a PlayStation exclusive, obviously, which was what Street Fighter Five was. So uh, we're going to be able to play that with Xbox and uh, PC if you want to go that way too. Uh, the next bit of news, Horizon Call of the Mountain will let you experience Horizon in a whole new way. So uh, yeah, it gave an extended look at Horizon Call of the Mountain's gameplay, which is coming exclusively to PSVR 2. In this new story set in the world of the first two games, players will become a former Shadow Karja warrior named Ryas, who is looking to redeem himself by investigating a grave new threat to the Sundom. He excels at climbing an archery, which obviously are both great for VR, and will have to do such things as scale perilous mountains and taking down mighty machines like the Thunderjaw. Even though players won't be seeing this world through the eyes of Aloy, they will run across them and other familiar and new faces along the journey. Um, I looked pretty. There was like, it looked like this was one where I'm like, yeah, maybe, maybe VR, maybe I'm a little bit more excited than I was just a, just a minute ago. Like, uh, it looks nice. Obviously it's, it's a game in a universe that I adore. So it's certainly made me feel emotions thinking, okay, I can experience this in a different way. And it looked very polished for a virtual reality game. True, and yeah. I'm curious to see how it plays out and how long the experience is. It is like it, from what I can understand, it's a full game, so you're going to get maybe six to eight hours potentially of, of VR experience in in the Horizon world, and fighting these beasts uh, in in first person will be a whole thing. And so I'm just curious to see how the the fluidity with the movement is going to work because in Horizon you're rolling and jumping yeah, and grappling moving here quite a because. Bit. Yeah, you're getting clapped from everywhere and how are they going to try and offset that and the potential risk of motion sickness from that? But it looked pretty. I'm keen. On the back of that, I also announced a free major update which is available right now for Horizon Forbidden West which had New Game Plus, Performance Mode and also Transmorg which more games need to have the Transmorg option because sometimes you find a set of armor that might have the best stats but might look like a piece of crap and vice versa <laughs> you can mix that up to make it work for you so uh plenty of horizon related content which i am keen for i mean it looked good but obviously wrong tree for me um vr and then obviously it being horizon but yeah. yeah i'm happy for horizon fans especially with new game plus as well we appreciate you okay so the next piece <laughs> The Callisto Protocol's gameplay trailer has confirmed a December 2022 release date. So we got a gameplay trailer that's not only shown off its horrifying world in very, very gory detail, but also confirmed that the game will be released on December the 2nd of 2022. So this is awesome that we've got a game that not only looks great, it's going to be scary as shit, but we get it. In 2022 for now, you know, touch wood. Hopefully it doesn't slip and no delays occur. But this was one of the the wins of this state of play for me. Seeing this gameplay and seeing it's, it's you know, dead space on a frozen prison planet, really. And I'm in. Let's go. Yeah. Like, for, it took me a little too long to kind of figure out what the hell we were watching when the trailer started. <laughs> but I was pretty impressed by it. Um, it, it did. It looked pretty frightening and... Um, uh, there was yeah like little elements here and there that were very reminiscent of other like you know space horror but um i was pleasantly surprised by this trailer i was actually mm. quite quite shocked by it um looks good it looks great and some of the creatures and just the movement of the creatures in certain scenes just like oh yeah this this is gonna be a scary scary time and it's it's not on the docket but just 
I feel it's a very stark contrast because they've just they dropped another couple of minutes of scorn gameplay this week, which is a horror game that you and I are pretty keen Waiting for. Waiting for, yeah. And that trailer it was like two and a half minutes of like nothing. Like it feels like that game is in development hell in a big way because this game, Callisto Protocol, sort of came out over nowhere in the last eighteen months, and now it's coming out at the back end of this year where Scorn was announced. We thought it was going to be a launch title almost for the Xbox Series X or S. And it's still out there and we're seeing nothing more than like little walking simulator demos and creepy interactions with doors like to be fair it looks it good sucks. every time they, like they they share snippets all the time on social media and every time they show it i'm just like oh that's gross it's awesome mm. um but yeah maybe we'll see some more at the summer games fest maybe yeah or the or the xbox showcase maybe maybe i'll be eating humble pie in a week and a bit because we get a massive big scorn reveal but uh yeah callisto protocol uh i'm hyped as hell and can't wait to play that at the back end of this year um, in, in the festive season so <laughs> we also uh stray has uh, had a release date alongside the announcement it would be free for playstation plus extra and premium members so stray which is the much anticipated game starring a very adorable cat will be released on july 19th of 2022 as i said it's going to be included in a couple of the tiers of playstation plus so the game itself like I don't know. Like, it looked interesting. The fact that it's included as part of your your membership, that's a good hook for me because if this game came out and it was like a hundred bucks, I'm like, I wouldn't pay a hundred bucks to play it from what I saw. Like, it looks cool and there's probably a lot of platforming and, and whimsicalness as being a cat in this like futuristic robotic world. But yeah. it didn't move the needle for me a ton, but knowing that I can get it part of my paid subscription cool i'm in i'll play it that way yeah no thanks it, like the, the <coughs> environment looked, the environment looked cool and the robots looked adorable but i have no interest in this cat game that's okay <laughs> we're, we're more dog people anyway so yeah that's fine that's fine uh the next little quick hitter i uh, don't need to probably dive deep on this one at all but marvel spider-man remastered and marvel spider-man miles morales will swing to PC in 2022. Hmm. Uh, They're both making its way there on August 12th. So any PC players that haven't got a PlayStation 4 or 5 and played either of these fantastic games will get the full PC experience with a sexier coat of paint in about two months' time. So that's awesome. Yeah. Always good to see these titles that make it to the PC. So we'll see another wave of people streaming it. Yeah, yeah. And and on apologies, Spider-Man Remastered will be making its way to PC in August, on August 12th, 2022, but Spider-Man Miles Morales will be released a little later yeah. that year. We don't know the exact date, so, so just wanted to confirm that. The next one, No Man's Sky will fly its way to PlayStation VR 2. It looked cool. It I'm like, didn't. hmm, okay. But is this the one you alluded to earlier yeah. when you were like, we had a great time and got great memories, but I'm not really motivated to go back because that's how i was feeling yeah yeah like i watched the like watching this little trailer for vr too like when i saw that was for moment sky and vr i went holy shit because i could only imagine how much i would vomit playing that game in vr um i envy people who would be able to experience it maybe i'll just go to my little planet that's just covered in rainbow bubbles and just hang out there where it's safe um (laughs) but um yeah, like like 
No Man's Sky is just brilliant. Um, I could only imagine the VR experience, but I'm just to me, I'm just like I'm way too old for this one as well. So, um, yeah. I like I said, I envy people who will be able to experience VR No Man's Sky to its full potential. It would be a fever dream, like just knowing like those those warp speed transitions oh. where you're sort of blasting off planet, like having that in VR, and you're just like, Whoa! not just not to mention just all the maneuvering you have to do in your spaceship, especially if you're being chased down by like you know space pirates or whatever. Like, like there's some pretty. <laughs> you know like the the maneuvering in the spaceship like anywhere like i can't even do it with just the normal like normal experience i'm crashing and going all over the place and then just i can imagine the head spin of doing it in vr yeah oh. it, it would be an awful lot no doubt but yeah it looked it looked cool mm. and um yeah i'm i'm intrigued by it will i go back for it maybe just to taste it when i get a psvr 2 and use it for a month and then never again but mm. yeah it looked cool and and it's nice to see it's nice to see um no man's sky still continue to go from strength to strength yeah obviously you know we've, we've talked about it's very uh staggered and busted release to begin with and yeah. seeing it now reimagined and having continued success is awesome uh, the next uh, the next bit of news here, uh, Season, A Letter to the Future will be released in autumn, US autumn, obviously, of 2022. So Season, A Letter to the Future takes place in a village safe from the turmoil of changing seasons. One day, a woman named Estelle decides to leave and embarks on a journey to explore a world on the brink of change. So we got uh, got a showcase of the gameplay in the trailer. And Season is all about exploring, recording, meeting people, and unraveling the strange world around you. Players will also be able to travel on a bike and use tools to learn about this world you've never seen before. So it looked cool, like a nice little fun, I guess, like walking slash riding sim, I guess you'd call it. But um, it looked cute and very interesting. Yeah, this looks like one of those nice kind of chill, relaxing kind of games to play. The The art style was very beautiful. Um, the music was lovely and just very calm and relaxing. And the overall story concept, there was moments where it sounded pretty grim, but overall it just sounded very lovely. So um, this one was on my radar from a previous event. I think it got announced. I think it may be last year, possibly. Um, so it was good to see it again and see that it will be coming this year um, and it hasn't you know, hit too much of a delay or anything like that. So one of those nice relaxing games that's going to be on my radar. Most definitely. Uh, a game that's not on either of our radars is The Walking Dead Saints and Sinners Chapter 2 Retribution. It's been announced for PlayStation VR 2. Cool. Don't care. Looked rough. Looked very rough. Mm. It looked like it was an old like conversion it's from an arcade game. cabinet from the <laughs> 2000s. Yeah, it looked like that. Yeah, no, 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 thanks. But I will also say thanks for Eternites, a dating action game set in the apocalypse. Shut Give me up. all of the anime <laughs> action dating sims where there will be five quirky and lovable characters to fall in love with, and you'll be able to explore their backstories when you aren't knee deep in dungeons. Because <laughs> you're not. There is also an ever ticking clock that will force you to make choices and prioritize loot or love. Oh, wow. Yeah, it's going to be tough. The The game itself and the premise sounds dumb, but it also sounds like it's right in my current wheelhouse as far as... Definitely hitting your interests. <laughs> yeah, like it's it's ticking all the boxes. But 
this is coming out on PlayStation 4 and PlayStation 5 and the gameplay slice they showed and this this demo and this trailer was all from from gameplay capture on a PlayStation 4? Like, mm. why? This is old tech. Show it singing on a PlayStation 5. This game's coming out in early 2023, so, you know, it's very well far down the development cycle. But why are we seeing old gen highlighting this game? I want to see this romance in the ability to press R2 to hold a hand on the PlayStation 5, not PlayStation 4, please, Sony. R2 hold hand. Um, to me, it looked like a mobile game, to be honest. Um, oh, yeah, like to me, it, it definitely looked like one of those my games that kind of um, has already reached mobile. Um, and yeah, it looked it, it it was shown on PS4 for some choice, so that's why I'm thinking it might still be a mobile game, maybe. Um, but yeah, definitely not my thing. But you know what? If I can hold hands, like if I can snap game action romance game i'm down for that like if i can if i can poo and romance at the same time let's go oh gosh oh gosh choice words all right choice words all right the next one yeah the futuristic skater shooter roller dome making its way to playstation 4 and playstation 5 this us fall and that is from ollie ollie world roll seven cool it reminded me like it felt like this was an extended scene from the movie A Scanner Darkly. Like, I expected to see oh, Robert Downey Jr. or Keanu Reeves pop up in this on roller skates and just Woody sing Harrison? by, like, Woody Harrelson. Mm-hmm. I can't mm-hmm. remember anyone else in the cast apart from that. Like, very, very unique movie for its day. But this this didn't really move too much. So it's, um, yeah, we're sort of, like, I guess it's set, it's tw- set in 2030 and it's fo- focusing on a brutal new blood sport called roller dome. So you're cruising around on your, on your roller skates and shooting skills. And you've got to rely on your roller skates and your shooting skills to rise above the competition, constantly moving and taking advantage of every ramp look to be the key to victory because yeah, you're like using guns to like shoot other roller skaters in this, like looks like the warehouse level from Tony Hawk, just cell shifters. Yes, I got, I got some Tony Hawk vibes from it. Um, and I also got the damn, my old eyes wouldn't be able to handle this game vibe from it too. Yeah, like it, like it looked like it was trying to do something cool and um, unique. Um, we actually have seen, this is like another game kind of based on like roller, roller action. Um, there's that game that's gotten released the side of this year which is i can't remember the oh, name oh the free to play one that was done by ubisoft yeah like the one where you're skating you're essentially doing derby but then you've got roller a roller champions that's it um so i seems like a little niche is kind of being hit here um it doesn't it doesn't really pique my interest but it's, i mean it's good to see like little studios getting a mention in these big playstation events so mm. yeah it looked cool it just just not for me and i guess it's not for you but uh, like the art style was very unique and it sort of stood yeah. out in that way on this state of play compared to the rest of the games because yeah aesthetically was very different the next one we've had tunic which obviously has been on the xbox and pc since march is making its way to the playstation 5 and playstation 4 on september the 27th of 2022 so hmm. in a little over Two and a half months' time, you'll be able to play Tunic if you haven't already on Xbox and PC, which is a fantastic little homage to uh, Legend of Zelda. Yeah, it's a fantastic game. Absolutely adorable um, style and beautiful music. Shout out to Jono, who finished it. Um, glad he persevered through it because getting him getting the message saying that it was 
surprisingly difficult. And I was like, oh no, I hope I haven't done a bad recommendation. Um, <laughs> so um, yeah, I so I still recommend Play Tunic. So or anyone that's missed out with with owning a PlayStation, um, definitely jump on in September. Mm. And if you've got an Xbox, it's included in Game Pass. I'm playing now. It's true. <laughs> <laughs> and the state of play was closed out by Final Fantasy 16. Get the latest trailer, and it mixed in a ton of gameplay and some of some summons. We saw uh, Ikens as well as ones from broader Final Fantasy history, including Phoenix, Titan, Garuda, Ruma, Shiva, Odin, Bahamut, and obviously Ifrit. So Final Fantasy XVI's protagonist, Clive Rossfeld, also featured in this dominance trailer, in quotes they call it, and it showed how he and his team will take on the many enemies that will undoubtedly get in your way in the game's story. Also revealed that Final Fantasy XVI will be released on PlayStation 5 in summer 2023. So we're talking, you know, June through potentially August here for people in Australia. The game can currently be played from start to finish and the team is using all this time from now until next June to polish the game the best they can. So the universe, it looks like they've sort of gone back in time a little bit, real like medieval vibes as far as the aesthetic going on here. I still don't understand what in the Christ is going on. Like Final Fantasy games, you sort of just watch and... Try and put the like, pieces hang together. Hang on as yeah. best you can. Yeah. <laughs> Like I'm a bit sad we didn't get anything about Final Fantasy VII Remake Part Two. That's what I was hanging for because mm. I'm a big fan of Final Fantasy VII Remake. But this looked crazy. The combat looked frenetic. It almost had like some um, like Mushin Dynasty Warrior type of vibes where there's just combo numbers flashing everywhere and you're flying across the screen swinging your sword and there's enemies flying all over. Like it felt a bit overwhelming at times. Yeah. But it looked pretty and it's more Final Fantasy, so people are going to buy this and eat it Regardless. up like mad next year. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, Final Fantasy 16, nice uh, bit of gameplay slice to close it out. And uh, Clive Rossfeld, which I think I caught, has a random cheek tattoo, I think, from the trailer, unless it was like a scar or, I don't know, some soot from Ifrit, uh, obviously, who's a fire god. So I don't know. But I thought he had like a random, like, black cheek tattoo for some reason i'm like yeah that's that's a choice okay i to full disclosure when final fantasy came up on my screen i started tuning out um so i didn't catch that but but yeah it was overall you know 28 ish minutes i think this state of play ran for they had a pretty good pace a lot of good showcases and reveals uh there wasn't any downtime realistically between most of it it was just bang 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 which is good that's sub 30 minutes you know, they were very conscious of, of the viewer's time and some big reveals there. Like the Resident Evil 4 remake was the biggest one I took away from it. But then you know, sticking Same. on that horror path, the Callisto Protocol is probably my second favorite announcement from this. Yeah, that was definitely the probably the, sh- the, the shocker of um, all of it. So, um, but yeah, for me, it was kind of meh. Um, although when it did finish, I was like, oh, it's, it's over. So, yeah. Yeah, it wasn't the worst. There was some, there was some interesting stuff there. Um, I'm, even though a lot of the stuff wasn't for me, I'm appreciative that we're starting to see more and more about VR again. So, um, yeah, that was good to see. Yeah, and we'll probably get a like we've had PlayStation confirmed for Summer Game Fest for this Friday slash Thursday. So, we might get some some things unyet seen. Uh, from this start, last state of play. Maybe we'll get a God of War Ragnarok reveal or a bit more of a deeper dive on PSVR 2 or some other things. So we'll see what uh, Jeff Keely and co have got cooking 
next weekend. So uh, that's exciting. But if you're looking for other things to do this week coming up before Summer Game Fest, we got you covered. New releases and events. Last shout out to John O'Peck for this episode. He's getting far too much praise. Uh, it's going to go to his head. Like his hair is already big enough. Like if his head gets in line with that hair now, it's going to be going to be trouble. It's not going to be healthy. But uh, putting in work has made its long-awaited return to the podcast airwaves, and he's got an episode available right now, uh, which uh, he's chatting with Lachlan, who's a TV animator who has worked on such things as Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles and Marvel's What If. So uh, it's a great discussion there. Check that out on Putting in Work. We've also got some new episodes of Bytecast dropping this week with uh, a couple of one-on-one episodes with uh, Benny McJanet as well as Marcy from Super Network there sharing all things sweet and tasty with myself. As far as new TV shows coming out to the streamers, couldn't really find any, but the, the main one, I guess, would be the fourth episode of Stranger Things and also then the fourth episode of The Boys because Boys Season 3 just dropped overnight too. So get in on that when you can. You still haven't watched any Boys, have you? No. Do it. Go. God damn it. I think it's been spoiled quite a lot for me too, to be honest. Fuck. That sucks. I'm so sorry. As far as movies coming out this week, uh, hopefully, hopefully, hopefully this movie doesn't break my heart, but Jurassic World Dominion, <laughs> the, the the sixth movie in the, in the franchise, which they're saying is, you know, wrapping up the, the story of the last five films. We've got the original cast coming back with the new cast to do all things crazy, zany, dinosaur-related. Please, to the love of God, be good. Please. But that's coming out this week. As far as games, if you want to play some stuff this week, we've got Spellforce 3 Reforced coming out. Uh, Star Wars Knights of the Old Republic 2 The Sith Lords making its way to the Nintendo Switch. Pro Cycling Manager 2022, if you're that way inclined, is coming out this week. If you want more biking stuff, Tour de France 2022 is also out this week. We've also got the Demon Slayer uh, Hinokami Chronicles on the Switch popping up as well. Mario Strikers Battle League is coming out on June the 10th. That crept up very quickly. I'm excited to play that, actually. It looks like a ton of fun. Are you going to have time? I hope so. I'm doubtful. Especially with this one. Yeah, the next one. The Quarry coming out. This week as well on all the platforms. So uh, we'll have some impressions and opinions on the quarry on our next episode of THG. So THG uh, THG 287 will give you some spoiler-free reviews on our thoughts on the quarry there. But uh, yeah, plenty of content there coming out. And um, we'll sort of end with the Tweet of the Week and um, a little bit of an introspective or a follow-up from last week. Tweet of the Week. And this just comes by way of the 8-bit social media feeds at we are 8 bit and we just wanted to sort of uh get a bit of a temperature check on what upcoming playstation adaptation has got you the most excited so obviously we're talking about god of war that's going to be on amazon horizon zero dawn on netflix the last of us which is making its way to hbo and twisted metal which is making its way to peacock you fan and yeah you would have you'd vote for twisted metal now after you've gone deep in the twisted metal lore and you know, getting getting cozy with Calypso and Co. and everyone else there. So um, it's going to be my next podcast. Getting cozy Calypso with and Calypso. And Co. <laughs> I, that's so good. That's so good. Um, I was going to say, and then you could have. I thought for a second they were called Calypso Frost. I'm like, no, they were Calypso Frost. That wouldn't work. But anyway. Oh, are they called Calypso's? Oh yeah. no, I've given wrong information. <laughs> You've been calling them Calypso's. Yes. <laughs> no, they're called Calypso's. Oh no. 
<laughs> anyway, how, how did we go? <laughs> yeah, oh. so, so circling back and with a resounding 67% of the vote, the nation is saying that The Last of Us is the TV show to be ex- most excited for from the Sony slate. Coming in uh, in equal second, actually, God of War and Horizon Zero Dawn and then rounding it out with a lowly 3% of the vote. Poor old Twisted Metal. It's but, missing um, one vote, but yeah. <laughs> yeah, okay, we'll, we'll add that and say rounding it up to four-ish percent of the vote or whatever it might be, Twisted Metal. But uh, yeah, The Last of Us makes way to HBO sometime next year is the winner. Miss Hart, that brings us to the end of episode 286 of THG. Anything else you wanted to shout out or mention before we close this sucker down? Uh, as a Twisted Metal's number one fan, um, I'm just going to tell social media, just to tell everyone out there to check out social media. So I want to get those opinions out there. Tell me your characters. Tell me everything about it. I want to know more. I want to grow fat with knowledge. So let me know. Oh, most definitely. And and I want to know, like, because you haven't played any of these games yet, because I, mm. I, I want to know who, you, like, your favorite character, like, as far as who you've studied up on so far, who resonates most with you? I'll report back next week. Okay. Okay. Yeah. We'll unpack this and a lot more on THG 287. But 8-Bit Nation, that brings us to the end of this podcast. Thanks as always for stopping on by. Your listens and ratings views mean the world to us. But until next time, much love. And stay hungry. You've been listening to The Hungry Gamers, one of many gaming and geek culture-related podcasts from the 8-Bit Collective over on 8bit.net. Check out more episodes on your podcast service of choice. And while you're there, please be sure to rate and subscribe. Until next time, boys and girls, stay hungry. a long ass episode it's the longest one we've done in a long time <laughs>